it was one of those things I really had to think hard about how am I going to transition but um, I did it and and um, in 2017 my blog modern sports mom was built and created and um, it's just been so much fun ever since because now I get to talk about really what my passion is now as an adult as a mom is really being a sports mom and following my kids journey through their love of sports the story of barbara is the reason i do what i do she's a passionate mom representing the world of sport like none other and we often forget about the people behind the stars when we think about the great athletes or any great But behind every great success, there was a team of people, and more often than not, in the sports world, there was a mom who put aside her very own passions to grow the passions of the next generation. Hi, I'm your host here, Pearl Nuremberg. I am a passionate mom, I'm a former collegiate athlete, and the founder of Eat This for Performance, your sponsor of this SSM podcast. And I created the Super Sports Mom podcast to celebrate you moms, the first people who I wanted to introduce to performance eating and my new brand, which is not so new anymore, Eat This for Performance. Because I know that performance eating starts at home and starts with the family and can really have a powerful effect when a mom is involved. But I also want you to know that performance eating is not just for the athlete. Performance eating is not just reserved for those who are going to be on the field of play. It could be for mom and dad and sister who may not be in the same sport as brother and everyone can benefit. So it's been really cool to be working with sports moms in this early stage and getting the feedback and the amazing results we're seeing. I also want you to know that performance is not just reserved for the athlete either. And we all have the potential to be a top performer in our day. What did you do today that took you to your limits? Maybe you got close to your limits and stopped. I think of being at the gym and feeling when it gets hard and not fully going all the way to my limit. But there was a bit of a performance there if I push it. And if you have limits you're pushing, that was your performance today. Now, I have a rather large announcement to make. That's why I'm telling you a bit more about myself, about the brand, than I do usually. And if you go back and listen to previous episodes, I usually get right into the interview. But this podcast is about to evolve to the next level, and I want you to be ready for when it comes. In fact, I took a few weeks off to really think about where I was going, what I was passionate about sharing, and who I'd been speaking to. As you may understand by now, I am passionate about performance. I teach the peak performance pyramid in the introduction of my sports nutrition course. And I teach early that peaking in performance is about having all of your ducks together, all of the layers of the peaking for performance pyramid. And we talk about mental clarity and how you move through your day being at the base, getting enough sleep, hydrating, yes, eating those performance foods. And that's my, that's my main jam. That's my expertise as a sports dietitian. And then we talk about functional training, where we're getting the kind of training that helps you do what you do in your day, and playtime. Oh my goodness, so often we just assume playtime, we take it for granted, and when you play sports, it's built in, but parents and professionals need playtime too. So this is all about peaking for performance. I want to help more moms and dads, coaches, 
and athletes. And so I want to help the world become top performers as I see it in their respective performances. So you're going to soon see the evolution that this podcast is undertaking and why um, I did start as Super Sports Moms and move into this new direction is going to become clear. So the new direction is going to be to speak about performance, what you can do for performance. And we was built on the working with moms, super sports moms, and understanding how we are coaching performance to our kids and how we are prepping them for their sport and how we're involved and how we can be top performers too and teach them how to be those top performers. So this is the last official super sports mom podcast, and we will be changing the name to do this for performance. I really hope that you stay on as a listener because I've totally enjoyed having you. Your feedback has been amazing. Your ratings, if you haven't yet rated the podcast, please do because we're just simply going to change the name and evolve the podcast into Do This for Performance. And who better to send off our Super Sports Moms podcast than an incredible Super Sports Mom? Let's meet Barbara, owner of the blog Modern Sports Mom, where you will read about her adventures and feel like you met a good friend. I did really enjoy speaking with Barbara and I know you're going to enjoy hearing what she has to share. Hi, Barbara, welcome to the podcast. Really great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, I love it. Okay, so before we dive into your background, I would love to know your answer to the question, what does performance or being a performer mean to you, uh, the quintessential super sports mom? I think a lot of it is the willingness to sacrifice and not just the players, but the parents. When you are a sports parent, you, you have to turn down the invitations. You have to be willing to be there for your kid. You have to be willing to sacrifice a lot. It's not just them. I mean, they are sacrificing quite a bit, but I think uh, as a parent, you're sacrificing quite a bit as well. So I think be, being willing to sacrifice and to do everything that you can for your team and really for yourself to get to those goals, I think that's, that's what performance means to, to me. Um, and it's kind of the principle that we teach our kids. You committed to this team, you know, they are our focus, you know, until the season is over, they are our number one focus. Um, so, so that's what we need to adhere to. And um, I think they get it. I want my community to get to know the Barbara behind the blog, this amazing blog that you have. So tell me, you are, you are a sports mom, we know, based on your cool blog, um, but how did you get into it? Did you have sports in your background? No, actually, I did not have sports in my background. Um, as a child, you know, I'm an only child, uh, single mom, and um, it was just not a thing. It was almost a luxury, and it wasn't something that was really um, even thought of for me. I just kind of, you know, I think I was more of a girly girl, played with dolls and, you know, and just wasn't really into sports. It wasn't until I met my husband and... Um, you know, we, he's a, a baseball fanatic. Like he 
eats, breathes, and sleeps baseball. Baseball, and um, you know he played baseball in college, and it was just something that was not really an option for our kids. At least at the beginning, they had to try it, and you know they fell in love with it too. But um, it it wasn't something that came naturally to me. It was something that you know you I did it for the kids. And I wanted to get to know the game and get to and be able to support them. So I got to, um, you know, really grow in my knowledge and in my um, really affinity for the game as they did. So um, in terms of, of, you know, the blog and everything, I actually started off as a craft blogger way back when. Um, I think it was 2012 because I'm a crafty girl and I love, you know, again, I'm a girly girl. I like to, you know, make things and, and all of that. And, um, but what started happening was my sports momming started to get in the way of my craft blogging, which took up so much time. And I just thought after several years, I thought, I don't, I don't have time to be out on the field supporting the kids and be at home making crafts and, you know, building up my audience. So I got to the point where I, I had like a heart to heart with myself um, and talked to talk through it with my husband. And I said, you know, I love being a blogger. I love it so much. I love building that community and that audience. And I thought, why don't I just, you know, switch my the concept of my blog up to being a sports mom? And he thought that was great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it was one of those things I really had to think hard about. How am I going to transition? But um, I did it. And, and um, in 2017, my blog, Modern Sports Mom, was built and created. And um, it's just been so much fun ever since because now I get to talk about really what my passion is now as an adult, as a mom, is really being a sports mom and following my kids' journey through their love of sports. Um, and it's just been amazing. I love it. The community that I, that has been built and the friendships that I've, um, you know, just have had, you know, or, or have developed in person and even online has just been a blessing. I love it. I, I think it's awesome, especially because the evolution is so organic. It's so natural to like your, your life where you are, where you're at. And in that way, it's just your authentic story, which I think we need to hear more of, of the stories so that we can learn from each other and build community together. So I love that. And where, where do you see, do you, do you have a vision for your blog? Like, is there a a mission behind your blog? Yeah, I, you know, I would love, um, to eventually, you know, continue, you know, continue to grow it. I, I, I have been putting into it as much as I possibly can. I want to continue to grow it. And really because I want to build a stronger community of sports moms. And I called it modern sports mom, because I know that, um, you know, the definition of sports mom is just could be different for every sports mom. In all honesty, it depends on where you are in the stage of your life. Some of us work full time. Some of us are stay-at-home moms. Some of us have toddlers at home. Some of our kids are grown, um, you know, college age. So that's a different dynamic from someone, you know, with little leaguers or peewee football or whatever. Um, So I think the modern sports mom title kind of encompasses all of that. 
Um, so what I would like to do is just continue to grow the blog, continue, continue to grow the social media to reach more moms that are at all these different facets of, of their sports mom life. Um, I've gotten, uh, you know, feedback from, from moms that whose kids are grown. Um, some of them whose kids are, you know, recently gotten drafted, um, which is amazing because they've gone through the journey that I'm going through. Um, and, and hope, you know, like every other mom at my stage of life, you know, to get to. And um, it's just been awesome to see that. And their wisdom and advice um, is, is awesome. And, and connecting them with people that are to whose um, kids are just starting out or in the middle of it, like we are, it's just, it's really great. And I just, my hope is just to continue to build that and, um, and continue to grow. Mm -hmm. I love that what you're doing is uniting people in sport. You know, there's a lot that can separate us being on a separate mm -hmm. team, separate division, separate sports, all of this, but I love the, the unity message there. Yeah. I, I hear your passion and <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's really inspiring. I, um, I can see, you know, that there's been this evolution. So you're, you're getting into it a bit. Uh, tell me about like your first year being a sports mom and were there, were there situations that came up that you look back now and it's like, oh, this is, this, this makes you laugh because of how nervous you were, or how upsetting it was or, or, or whatever. Yeah. So I, I could name a specific situation. Actually, my, my stepson, who's, um, he's a senior in high school now, hard to believe, but I think when he first started, he might've been five or six. Um, in the first year that they um, had kid pitch baseball, I think he was about eight and he pitched. And I'm telling you, you might as well have told me, hey, you're going to be on stage at the Academy Awards and the whole world is going to be looking at you because that's how I felt, even though this is an eight-year-old <laughs> just pitching the game. Um, it was so nerve wracking. And it was one of those situations where I just thought, okay, none of my friends, none of my real life, normal mom friends are really going to understand this unless they have a kid doing the same thing because all of this pressure is on their shoulders. And as a parent, you just feel like if they fail, then I, you know, what did I do wrong? What could we have done better? Um, you know, he pitched a great game. He did great. But, you know, in the moment, I just could, you know, just thinking back, like the way that I grew up, where this was not even a factor in my life, to come full circle to, oh my goodness, you know, this kid is pitching and this means so much to me. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it was just kind of, um, it was kind of an eye opener just to think, wow, I'm really fully invested in this. And I can't believe how big of a deal this is, you know? Um, so I think just that first time that he pitched. And again, when my younger son pitched, it was the same thing, you know, it was like, or when he got, he caught his first pass in football, same situation where you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I can't believe how nerve wracking and um, just, you know, up and down, I feel right now, like, it, it, you know, it, it was just, you know, you feel like you're the one out there and mm -hmm. it's just awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I can, I can start to imagine, uh, mm -hmm. I have kids, okay. Just getting into sports. So mm -hmm. I look up to someone like yourself and say, okay, you know, listening and, and I can, st I've started to see that myself. So I guess mm -hmm. it's like 
fully understand it by going through it. Yeah. And those highs are really unexpected. So I just was, I think it's cool to hear that. And um, I would wonder what advice would you give to new moms then starting out in, in sports? That's a great question. And honestly, I've thought about this before because I have always sort of wished that I had someone um, to quote unquote mentor me as a sports mom way back then. Um, this was going back, you know, 10, 12 years ago. Um, I would say that if your child is showing interest in a sport and they want to participate in it, um, whether it's a team sport or an individual sport, get to know the sport. <laughs> I, I can tell you the first few months of just going to games. I mean, I knew what a home run was, but that was it. <laughs> and I, I, it really took me some time to really get the grasp or, or to grasp the game and the concept of the game. Mm -hmm. um, and same with football and, and everything else that they want to do. My older son played soccer for a while and I was like, okay, I need to get to know this game because I want to be able to not only help them, but, you know, just be able to understand when, when they're giving you feedback, you know, the ride home, they're giving you feedback and they're talking to you in their language in their sports language. You want to be able to have a back and forth, you know, constructive discussion on the, their performance or the game itself or whatever. Um, so I would say, get to know at, as much as you can, the mm -hmm. rules of the game and, and the game. And I, the second thing I would say is find a tribe, a support system. Um, a lot of moms, especially when the kids are younger, are sitting on the sidelines, on the bleachers, and are in the same boat. You know, a lot of them may or may not know about the sport. This may be their first or, you know, seventh child doing this. We don't know, but get to know them. Um, you know, create your village and um, support one another because sports moms are kind of a special breed. We, we speak the same language. And I think if you're not really a sports mom, you don't understand our need to be at these games Our you know, how we worry about, did our kids get enough to eat? Did, you know, are they going to do their homework? What are we going to feed them tonight? Like all of these things that I don't think that people that, um, aren't sports parents really get or why you had to turn down that invitation for the birthday party and things like that. Um, so get, get your village, um, and, and help each other out and, um, support each other. And those people will end up being your best friends for life. I mean, just because you spend so much time with them. Um, but I would say that those two are the, are the things that I would, I would, I would, uh, recommend to do, especially at the very beginning. Amazing. I love it. And I would be curious to dig into a, one of your blogs in particular, one that stood out to me being that I'm a sports dietitian and quite obsessed with eating and all different, especially fueling athletes. Mm -hmm. So you did write about a vegan lifestyle uh, a little while ago. So mm -hmm. I was curious to know where you are, where you are at with the, this vegan way of eating, if this is still central to your, your family's life and to give family's insights into that world? Sure. So we, um, we started um, the vegan lifestyle 
several months ago. Um, and I'll be honest with you, it, at, at the beginning, it actually wasn't really difficult. It was a mindset that we, um, we, we decided we were going to adhere to. Um, and it was uh, my husband and I at first, and then we roped in one of our kids. The other one just wasn't having it. So we just said, okay, <laughs> you don't have to. But um, um, if no, you don't mind me asking how old, like what were the ages of the kids, when, the one that was engaging and the one that wasn't? So the one that actually was engaging is 11. And mm -hmm. then the one that wasn't is um, my high schooler. And he, his main reason is he is, you know, kind of um, thin and he wants to uh, gain weight and just um, be stronger and all of these, you know, kind of, he's just trying to inhale calories right now. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it was kind of hard because, you know, we're, we were novices at this and it was just like, you almost naturally cut back on your calories without even trying when you go. Mm -hmm. Totally. So it was one of those things that, and, and he's growing like a weed. I mean, he's just, you know, every year I'm like, Oh my goodness, there's another three inches, four inches. It's just, so his Less, weight, he's under 16 years old still he's 17 now 17? Yeah. okay so okay because like right so, up to 16 is like your yeah 15 16 is your height growth growth years and mm -hmm. 17 could still definitely be growing so it's interesting okay he was kind of a late a late bloomer he was always one of the little ones on the team and then out of nowhere between uh between june or sophomore and junior year he just outgrew everybody Mm. And now he's taller than a lot of his friends. So it's kind of hard. It's almost like he's leaning out and up. So it's kind of hard for him mm -hmm. to, um, to maintain the amount of calories. So we, we were just like, okay, you just eat, continue to eat as healthy as, as possible and, um, and work out and all of that. My little one embraced it um, temporarily. Um, I'll be honest, it was, it was difficult for him, especially because, um, you know, going to friends' houses and things like that was difficult to, for him to make choices at school. Mm -hmm. um, but he, I mean, I, I give him kudos for trying because, you know, that's, that's kind of young. And um, for him to want to embrace that lifestyle that, you know, that mom and dad were, were doing. And it was really kind of a support thing too for us or him towards us. So I commend him for that. Um, you know, so right now we're just trying to give them both, you know, healthy foods, healthy meals as much as possible. Um, but, you know, I, I, while we focus on eating healthy and all of that, you know, part of being part of a team is pizza parties and things mm -hmm. that they do to, to, to for team bonding. And we don't restrict those things with them because, you know, we want them to participate. We want them to have fun. And I, I don't want to put any kind of a strict lifestyle on them until I want them to be able to do that on their own and just learn the importance of that. And as they get older to determine, you know, whether that lifestyle is for them or not. Mm -hmm. um, does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. That's very yeah. awesome to hear. So are, so is this, are you still uh, implementing, like, are you still eating vegan? Do you have any um, words of wisdom for those who are piqued in curiosity about why they would do this and how to go about doing it? Um, so we, we are still, okay. So for the most part, we are, <laughs> I will say we do um, on occasion, you know, especially when we um, eat out or whatever, we do have, you know, cheat meals. 
um, here and there. Uh, our, our thing was mostly for health, not so much for, um, you know, other reasons that people go vegan. It was really for, for our health. And, um, and I realized personally for me, when I eat too much dairy, I, I just don't feel good. I don't feel as good. So I really try to cut back. So when we do our grocery shopping and all of that, we do try to focus on vegan, um, you know, vegan items and stay away from the dairy and, and eggs as much as possible. But we're, we're not as strict as we were um, at the beginning, just because, you know, again, our kids aren't doing it. And it's, it's um, difficult for the whole family to do all the time. And we do allow ourselves some flexibility. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, we try to, it just make we just feel better. There's mm. really no other reason other than, you know, we aren't, 25 anymore and we want to feel better we want to be able to have the stamina um and the energy that we did when we were in our 20s and um you know we it's just it's just you just you know i hate to keep saying the phrase feel better but i just feel better i sleep better yeah um, you know i feel i don't feel as tired all the time mm -hmm. um but I do allow, uh, you know, some cheat meals here and there. I feel it. I feel it immediately. Mm. So that incentive to, okay, just, you know, got to go back to it tomorrow. And we do, and, and we're trying, you know, so it's, it's my, my tip or advice for someone that um, wants to go into that lifestyle. Um, it's strict, but you do get used to it. And if you um, really are, are, you know, are able to plan things out and plan meals out, then you're able, you, you will be successful at it, but do allow yourself some flexibility. Um, and if you fall or if you cheat one day or, you know, not a big deal, get back on it as soon as possible. Um, and your body will want to, and will crave that after a while. So it will be easy, but don't beat yourself up for, you know, falling off the wagon. It happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I do uh, encourage people that want to explore. It's really like plant-based eating. People who want to mm -hmm. put a label vegan, uh, but it's right. you just, you're just not eating animal, animal products anymore that you can be vegan-ish and mm -hmm. that's a thing, you know, that's, yeah. and it's really, um, it's, it's not a cult. It's not a <laughs> necessarily. Some people do treat it like that, like very, yeah. very, very hard on, on um, that adamant that people should be eating this way. And that's what I think comes across. People are, mm -hmm. you know, those people speak kind of a little bit louder than the ones maybe like yourself who are like, this is what I'm doing. And you write this nice article sharing that experience. And that is to me, that's the, the usual experience where mm -hmm. you tried something and it's working for you. And, uh, and um, so, and it's interesting to hear how your kids reacted too, because there, there's not just one person or two people, right? It's a family affair. So mm -hmm. I think it's really cool and good for you for trying something new. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, it, it, we liked it and, um, but we did get those weird looks when we told our friends, you know, that we were vegan, they were like, wait, so you can't eat any meat or any eggs or any, you know, like, nope, nope, nope. But, you know, after a while, people get used to it and understand it. And especially when you talk about results and how much better, you know, we were feeling, um, they get it. They get it. So, 
I, I'm glad to hear you say that too, because it's true. You're kind of, um, you're the, the guinea pig, whatever in your group and it's getting more common. Like I see a lot more people who are like yourself talking about, you know, this, this, I tried this way of eating and it's actually done something. Now there's all kinds of nuances. Okay. I'll weigh in as a health professional just for a second. I can't help it. Um, there's all kinds of nuances as to why one person may feel amazing and another person may not because you can be a, you can eat poorly and eat vegan. So you got to be careful about that. But, um, but really, uh, really cool to hear that story. And I encourage people to go read your article. I loved it. It's a really a great recount and it's easy to read. Like your blogs are super easy to read through visual, like just kind of, um, a nice overview. So I definitely want people to know where to find you. Can you share um, exactly how people can find you and what to look out for coming up? Sure. So my blog is modernsportsmom.com. And I'm also on social media at uh, Facebook. It's at Modern Sports Mom and uh, actually Instagram as well. I also have a, a Facebook group um, and it's called the Modern Sports Mom Community Group and um, lots of moms, which I love. That's my favorite social media because, um, you know, it's so interactive and so many moms just giving, you know, their, their opinions and experiences and it's, it's real life and I love it. Um, but yeah, though, that's really where you can find me and, um, and, you know, you can drop me an email. Um, my email is on the, um, on my blog, modernsportsmom.com. And I'm, I just love to answer questions or, um, or really just engage with, with the community. Amazing. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing with us your words of wisdom. It was super nice to meet you and for my community to get to know you. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome to, um, to be able to get to know you as well and talk to your people, your audience. And um, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Super Sports Mom podcast this time. My wish is that you feel more empowered than ever to live your dream sports life. If you get inspired from this message, amazing. Share it with a friend and pass that inspiration along. I can't wait to share the next adventure with you. See you next time. Hey, so does getting the right food in front of you at the right time seem a little daunting sometimes? Well, a lot of times you're not alone. And that is why we here at Eat This for Performance are taking out all of the guesswork from performance eating for all situations you may be in. Eating out, eating in, at the grocery store, or just looking down at that food on your plate wondering if this is the right thing to be eating. We have something that we would like to give you, and that is our performance eating starter kit. This includes the library of performance foods that you could be eating right now to create a powerful result. Sound good? If you hop on over to et4p.com, you can grab our starter kit and start eating for performance right away. Once you have the starter kit, you will be well on your way to finally mastering nutrition for your sport using our four-step program. Have a look and definitely reach out to us if you have any questions whatsoever. We are here cheering you on in sport and in life.